Today, we're going to talk about a company whose goal is to literally cover the earth. What am I talking about? Find out today on Stock Stories, Episode 7. Thank you for joining me today on Stock Stories. My name is Alex. I'll be your host today. And yeah, let's get it going. We've talked about one company so far in the S&P 500, and that was General Electric. If you want to check that out, go back to episode six. That was an interesting analysis, I think. It's definitely a company that's going through a lot. It's got a lot of changes, but it's also an industrial powerhouse, so check it out. But today we're going to talk about something different. We're going to talk about also an industrial company, but they make a very specific type of product. Have you guessed it yet? It's Sherwin-Williams. So let's jump right into it. Sherwin-Williams makes paint and they make other coatings and they do it for retail and commercial customers. They're one of the world's leading producers of paint and coating products. If you've ever painted your house or somebody else's house at some point in your life in the United States, there's a pretty good chance that you painted with Sherwin-Williams paint. They're pretty big in the United States and they've expanded elsewhere in the world. So what are the origins of this company? Where did it come from? So it was founded by Henry Sherwin and Edward Williams all the way back in 1866 in Cleveland, Ohio. So this is a company that's also been around for a very long time. This company is even older than General Electric. That's how old they are. This is a company that has been producing what we now consider a very basic product and set of products, but back then it wasn't so basic. It was it was a new invention. So who was this Henry Sherwin guy? So Henry Sherwin, he worked as a photographer, a clerk, a bookkeeper, and he was trying to make his way in the world back in the mid-1800s in Ohio. And eventually he became a partner at a grocery store. Now, this enabled him to start saving some money, significant money for the first time in his life. So he saved about $2,000. And in today's dollars, this is the equivalent of about thirty-four to $50,000, depending on how you calculate inflation. But he saved a good bit of money and he decided to buy into a partnership that was selling paint ingredients. And he thought that there was long-term potential in paint. So he decided to put his money where his mouth was and, and try to start building a business based off of it. So reportedly, he wanted to learn everything he could about the business. He didn't care what it was about, whether it was the products, the finances, the sales. 
he wanted to learn every aspect of how that business worked and how he could make it grow and prosperous. And the thing was, because it was a partnership, his opinion wasn't the only one that mattered. So his other partners, they, I'm sure they liked his ambition, but they ultimately weren't that interested in paint. They were more interested in selling linseed oil. And Sherwin was really all about the paint business. So the partnership ended up dissolving where Sherwin kept the paint business to himself. Now, a couple years later in 1870, a veteran... Edward Williams was brought on as a partner and he kicked in some money and they decided to form what is now the modern Sherwin Williams company. Now in their first year of business sales already topped over $422,000. So there was an immediate indicator that, Hey, this is something worthwhile. This is something that can grow. And Henry Sherwin has a nice quote. He's quoted as saying, great opportunities come to those who have the ability to see and grasp them. So definitely from reading about him, to me, he seems like a very proactive guy, someone who really just wanted to make something great in the world. And so he started Sherwin Williams. Now to provide some context for the actual product back in the day, in the late 1800s, when people wanted to paint something, they would usually make the paint themselves. They would get together the various chemicals and ingredients and they would use their own formulas. Even the professional painters did this because there weren't any reliable pre-mixed paints out there that were being sold. They were notoriously bad quality and so nobody trusted any of them. They just said, you know, we're just going to DIY this and, and make our own paint. Well, when Sherwin-Williams patented a resealable tin can and a ready-made pre-mixed paint that was actually good, this changed everything. All of a sudden, professional painters and also just laymen alike saw this product and decided, oh, this is actually a good product. We can just buy this and know it'll be reliable. And so that's how Sherwin-Williams built its initial reputation is by creating a very solid pre-mixed batch of paint. And it became known as the highest quality around and that built the reputation of the company. So as early as 1885, Sharon Williams started paying a dividend because business was good and they could afford to distribute a little bit of that money to shareholders. So Sharon Williams has been paying a dividend for a very long time. Now, by the 1900s, they had expanded into other non-paint products as well, including varnish and insecticide. They also started using synthetic resins, and that started to be used for airplane coatings. So it's not just about buildings here. I know a lot of times when we think about paint, at least for me, I think about painting a wall, painting the exterior of a house or a building. Well, that's true, but there are so many other applications for paint. You need paint on cars, you need paint on trains, you need paint on airplanes, you need paints on uh, special industrial equipment like coils and springs, For you need different coatings and, and adhesives and whatnot. So there are a lot of applications for paints and other coatings, uh, and Sharon Williams wanted to be involved in all of that. So 
they expanded their business and throughout the 20th century they expanded to various other countries as well they built factories in latin america and europe they formed partnerships with paint manufacturers across the globe but overall their main footprint resided in the midwest in cleveland and distributing and focusing on growth throughout america and so they eventually invented this logo which is their famous logo it's and it says cover the earth and it's literally a bucket of paint pouring paint on top of a globe and from the very early days it's indicated the ambition of the company to spread across the earth and be responsible for coding everything that needed to be coded and so that's that's a basic history of where Sheridan Williams comes from and how they got started. So what is Sheridan Williams like today? What are their main products and how do they fit into the, the present economy? Well, Sheridan Williams is still doing what it's always done. They are making paint, but they vastly expanded their product offerings. They're offering all different types of coatings. They're selling in different countries now. So what are the same what are the main groups that Sherwin-Williams is comprised of? Well, Sherwin-Williams is comprised of three groups. There's the America's group, there's the consumer brands group, and then there's the performance coatings group. So the America's group, that's mainly what you think of when you think of Sherwin-Williams. It's an actual store, a retail store that's Sherwin-Williams specific, and they sell just Sherwin-Williams paint. And there are thousands of these stores across the United States. Now, the Consumer Brands Group, this is other retailers. This is the brands that Sherwin-Williams creates but sells as a private label type of paint through other retailers. So it's that's what Consumer Brands is. Performance Coatings, that's stuff like industrial, marine, automotive coatings, all of the non-residential and non-architectural coatings, that's what this segment is about. So when someone is building a new cruise ship and they need to paint designs on the ship and have special coatings for sealing purposes or what have you, they might use Sherwin-Williams coatings in order to do that. So those are the three segments. It's all about paint and there are non-paint materials as well that are accessories that are sold such as you know paint brushes and trays and rollers and things like that but it's really all about the paint it's all about the coatings that's what they sell so where does Sherwin Williams stand today they have over 4,200 stores in the U.S. Canada and the Caribbean and they're starting to expand more into Asia Europe and Australia so they've got a pretty good footprint here in North America already, but they really want to expand. And this is going to be a theme I touch on later about expansion. If Sharon Williams expects to grow, they really need to do it in other countries. So they have 60,000 employees and they just acquired a company called Valspar, which was one of their competitors, and they just integrated them into the business in June of 2017. So the CEO, John Morikis, as far as the outlook for the company, they expect sales to grow 4 to 6% a year. 
through 2020, and over the same time period, they expect earnings to grow 9 to 12% a year. So some pretty robust growth that they're expecting. 